Welcome to the Confidence and Eating Podcast with me, your host, Denise Wogan from Foodie Nutrition. This podcast is the place for busy moms to regain their confidence in eating, in feeding, and in yourself as you survive motherhood. Everyone's experience with intuitive eating will be different, as everyone is different. Over the course of 10 weeks, I will be helping you to understand this self-care eating framework which promises to improve your relationship with food. Hello and welcome back to episode six. So we've been talking about all about intuitive eating, which empowers you to feel better in your own body and make your food choices that really support one, your nutrition to your health, but also your pleasure. I had the great pleasure of working with some ladies yesterday in a workshop. And one of the things that came up was that it can be hard to find self-trust. And that is so, so true. Self-trust is a key part of your intuitive eating journey and maybe something that you won't read so much in the book. Because what you are doing is you are listening to your body and then you're having a rational and logical discussion with your mind about what's right for you. That's not something you've been used to. Mostly we look either at health information, we look at the person we've gone to see or the group that we've joined to tell us what to eat. So as you navigate through that journey of listening to your body, chatting to your mind, making the decision with the two of them in agreement, it can be lonely. Maybe you don't have somebody there saying, yeah, that's right. When you begin to trust yourself, you can really lean into that non-judgment and the curiosity. And what we discovered yesterday is that as you do that, this strong inner critic who's been there reminding you of all the downs really can take a hold and that can inspire more loneliness. So if you do find that you're lonely, make sure that you reach out and find a community where you can just offload, where you can just share, look, this is what I've experienced this week. This is what's happened to me. Is this normal? Or maybe even that's someone to just give you a pat on the back and say, yeah, it's difficult for you right now won't always be this way. Keep going. I shared two pieces that I use with my inner critic that have been helpful for me and in turn have been helping my clients. One, when you come to that self-trust piece and that strong inner critic, get very playful with that inner critic. Get very playful in your language back to them. So when you hear that I'm not good enough or I should have done more, It's like, okay, no, we're not going there today. We were there yesterday and that didn't help us. And the other piece is cultivating more self-compassion. So throwing your hand in your heart more often and saying, hey, you are doing amazing. Keep going. And I know those words will feel uncomfortable in your body right now, but the more you say it, the easier it feels. For now, we are going to stick with our principles of intuitive eating. So again, we've got this unconditional permission to eat rejecting diet culture, making peace with food, learning about that inner food police inside you. And we've got our reliance on internal hunger and satiety cues. We've talked about hunger. We've talked about fullness. And today we're going to talk about satisfaction. So the sixth principle of intuitive eating, discover the satisfaction factor. So learn to listening in to what feels good and what doesn't feel good in your body. And allowing yourself food in each meal that satisfies you and gives you pleasure. Japanese have a wisdom and they promote pleasure as a goal for healthy living. 
if we spend all of our time worried about our body or trying to make our body smaller, we forget the gift and privilege of food. True satisfaction and pleasure can be found in eating. When we drop the diet culture rhetoric, when we learn to listen in and hear how much it's promoted guilt and fear of doing wrong within us. So when we don't get any satisfaction for our meals, we continue on in this primal desire of looking for satisfaction beyond our hunger. And that's really key. People often say, why is it like when I know I'm full, I want more after my meal? Well, that's that primal desire that's out there in everything we do. We are reward based humans. Our brain loves rewards. We are looking for the reward. So if the Caesar salad is not giving you the satisfaction, the reward feeling, that's why you're left wanting more, wanting more even beyond your hunger level, wanting more beyond your fullness. An interesting study I wanted to bring up for you was uh, Cornell and Shandon, and this was in 2015, the study found that when we appreciated how our food looked, leaning into the value of pleasure and pursuing pleasure in your mealtimes corresponded to people choosing smaller portions, having a higher well-being and reducing their BMI. So eating what is truly satisfying to you without any attachment of morality to it achieves physical and biological health. And each of the intuitive eating principles promotes your ability to find satisfaction in your meal. Saying no to the food police is part of your process of finding satisfaction. Beginning to eat when you're noticing the thoughts about food or at least preparing the food is part of the process of finding satisfaction. Learning to manage our emotions and to support our emotions with other actions than just food is part of the process of finding satisfaction. And it doesn't just stop there, guys. When you learn how to connect with satisfaction in your eating, you learn how to connect with satisfaction in your movement and you learn how to connect with satisfaction in so many areas of your life. When you learn to manage your thoughts, when you let that body and mind chat to each other, and create a rational decision, you free up your mind to do so many other satisfying things. So the bottom line is, when you cultivate this attitude to find satisfaction in your meals, you yearn less for food. Even sometimes I think if we watch a child and as they cook a meal or prepare what they're eating in a way that they like, we can see how satisfaction plays out. So the more satisfaction you have, actually, the less food you consume. So the center of all intuitive eating principles is to find what is satisfying to you. Interesting point. Dieters rarely ask themselves what they want. We are so conditioned to being told what to eat. Has anyone in your past ever asked you, what do you want? Quite often, I get a little bit confused and worried and fearful when I say, well, you can have whatever food that you want. And they find it funny. And I say, let's look at what you are eating currently and see if we can bring more satisfaction to that. Part of the process of finding pleasure in food is about exploring foods. We spent some time talking about this unconditional permission to eat. 
you need to be able to allow yourself to eat and enjoy food. You need to be able to say, I want to go and have a cream bun that I used to have when I was a kid and see, do I really enjoy that? Or does my brain tell me I don't enjoy it? An interesting point came up yesterday is that some people have eliminated foods from the diet because they've discovered that they don't work for them. This is truly listening to your satisfaction because satisfaction doesn't just happen in the moment. It's listening in after and understanding how the food is within our bodies. But if you've left the cream bun out of your diet, not because it doesn't agree with your body, but because you feel you should or you've been told you should, then that is not satisfaction. So anytime there's a should telling you what you should or shouldn't eat, then I want you to tell that should not today. Today, we're going to choose for pleasure. So when people eat what they want, we've mentioned that we consume less, which is really interesting. It's kind of the thing that you went to the diet for. Imagine that. When you eat what you want, you consume less. People notice that when they're eating, when they're hungry, they find more satisfaction. They notice that overeating happens a lot less because food has lost its appeal. And they notice that they're motivated to do other things in their world. They find satisfaction in other areas of their life. So this journey of finding satisfaction is really about figuring out what you really want to eat and taking time to hear what that is, giving yourself permission to eat it, to try it and to discover for yourself and then making the time to eat that food in a relaxing and supporting way. That means managing that inner critic who might be inside saying, oh, you shouldn't be eating this. You're going to speak back to it today with a little bit of playfulness and say, not today. We did that yesterday. And how did that work out for us? So yes, this satisfaction piece does ask for your attention. But just like anything worthwhile, it takes practice. So finding satisfaction, it needs your attention. Anything worthwhile requires our attention. I always think about my yoga practice. It took me years to find myself in the shapes that I was aspiring to. It just took practice and it took attention. And it took me listening to my body to see where it was at and when it was ready to move more. There's a concept called the three A's where we move from awareness to acceptance into action. Dieting just focuses on the action. It just tells you what to do. Intuitive eating is a framework that starts at the polar opposite. We start with awareness. And you know what, guys? It's neither familiar with us for us to do that or exciting. At the start, the awareness piece is boring. Certainly not exciting. But as you learn to become aware, the action piece becomes really, really easy. So we're going to talk a little bit about discovering taste because taste is really important when it comes to the physical act of eating. What we want to do is eat in the moment. If we're eating, thinking about the past or thinking about the future, putting an awful lot of pressure on your sushi that you're trying out to bring you all the health in the world or thinking about the 
cheese toasty that you've eaten so much of in the past that you've been told has been bad for you. We are not able to be in the moment and experience the pleasure of food. You have an individual taste preference and not all foods will be desirable for you. Isn't that amazing that we have an abundant source of food that you get to choose? So this piece of the journey is all about taking your taste buds on a joyride. And let's just quickly think about what are the things you want to think about when you're eating your food and getting closer to the sensations of eating. So taste, choose a food, put it in your mouth. Let it just sit there for a while. I haven't suggested people to do this with crisps and see what you really notice. What taste do you notice on your tongue? Is it sweet, salty, sour, bitter? Not pleasant for you. So yeah, how does it feel? When you taste something, is it pleasant, neutral? And make sure you try this at different times of the day. Every day or a couple of weeks. So you really want to get close to that sensation of taste. That brings you closer to your inner wisdom. Your mind is going to take you further away from it. Your sensation, what you feel, is going to bring you closer. Now let's talk about texture. So... When you've had that food in your mouth for a little while, you then begin to start chewing. And don't worry, I don't want you to eat this slow every day. But it's just so that you get used to understanding that process of eating. As you start to chew, do you notice that you like crunchy? Or would you prefer something more creamy? What about chewy? All of these things play into it. I saw a video last week of somebody, you know, showing the difference between crunchy. Carrots are crunchy and crisps are crunchy. But which taste and texture work for you? And there's certain days that I know I just want the cold feel of milk against the crunchiness of cereal. But there's other days I want the heat and the creaminess of porridge within. Getting to know what's right for you. And you won't always hear it in the early days, but I bet you. The longer you stick to this, and I know and believe you will hear which ones are right for you. The next sensation is aroma. So the smell of onions and garlic and carrots sweating. Oh my God, I just love it. Or even the smell of fresh coffee or fresh bread. Our nose is so connected with our eating. And the better it smells to you, the more satisfied you will be. But we talked about earlier how eating to, how the aesthetics of our food is important in that study. And the appearance. Think about why pictures of food always look amazing. Eating starts with our eyes. And how often is your meal appealing to you? I get it. We can't cook like Jamie Oliver Monday to Friday. It would be amazing. I cook a lot and I still don't manage it. But what I can do is I can add a little bit of colour. I can add a little bit of smell. I can add something that's going to change. Maybe it's buds, cauliflower and plain white chicken breast. All white. I can add something, a little bit of colour, a little bit of spice to change that meal, to appeal to my eyes and to begin the process of digestion so that I get all those good nutrients into me. Something else to consider when you're on your joyride of tasting your food and discovering your taste and pleasure receptors, is the temperature. I like my food really, really hot. 
I don't like when it burns my tongue. That is so not satisfying and it can really impact the rest of the meal. But I sit with lots of people who like their food at room temperature. But even think about this. Do you want soup on a hot day? Or typically we want ice cream on a cold day. The temperature of the food is key. So maybe for you, if you're going through your perimenopause and you're noticing that you're getting more hot flushes or that your body temperature is up, cooling foods for you would be a more pleasuring or satisfying taste for you in that day. And finally, the last part is the volume of food, light and airy foods. Or do you want something heavy and filling? I notice in the winter, we're all really, you know, a nice stew, beef stew or some spots and just really want to have that something that is heavy and filling in your stomach. But there might be two days later when you're like, even in the middle of winter, it's like, oh, actually, no, I don't really feel so full today. I want something that is more light. I prefer to have some lots of steamed veggies and a piece of fish. So the volume of food, you've got choice. You've got choice how much you want to eat. You've got to listen in and pay attention. Remembering back to that awareness piece. So savoring food. I love to suggest to my clients to go out and take a lunch on their own as often as they can. And it's met with a lot of anxiety and even a little bit of resistance. Why would I do that? I'm so busy. But I really want to encourage as many people as often as can to get out there, to try it and to watch what happens with your thoughts. This, for me, was one of the biggest insights I had into becoming aware of how I was around food. So go solo, go without your phone, pick some place that you really, really love to be. Make sure the environment is inviting for you. Choose foods that maybe you wouldn't have chosen before. Take yourself off out for a lunch. Make it special. Watch your thoughts and learn to understand what awareness feels really, really like. And if it gets a little bit uncomfortable for you, throw your hand in your heart and remind yourself, I'm trusting myself. This is part of the process. I'm growing, I'm expanding and I'm amazing. Another piece I would just say to you is don't just settle. If you don't love it, don't eat it. And if you love it, savour it. Truly taste your food and experience the food. And when you know that you can eat it again, whenever you want, you'll really, really connect in with food so that your choices come from within your body, not from social media or not from anyone else telling you what to do. And there will be less waste in your fridge. There will be less conflict in your mind about what to eat. So don't just settle for food. This practice is about exploring and discovering. And that means you will venture outside your comfort zone of what foods you choose to eat. But trust the experience and trust yourself. Finally, making time to appreciate your food in a busy world is often difficult. So even if you're at your desk, just connect in. I can eat more slowly. I can connect with my senses and I can savour my food. Breathe before you eat. Chew a little bit more slowly. Pause for a moment. Put down your fork. Take time out just to reflect, okay, where do I feel now? Am I still really hungry? Am I still really ravenously getting through my meal? Or am I noticing that my spites are slower? My my desire to eat more is slower. That's you beginning to connect with fullness. So make the time for you to start appreciating your food. 
So this concludes our piece about listening to hunger, fullness, and finally, bringing satisfaction and pleasure into your meals. The next few principles we're going to look at nourishing ourselves for physical rather than emotional reasons. Next up, we're going to be talking about emotions. And if you've discovered that in any part of our journey so far is making you feel like you really, really, this is the time for me. I'm ready to work on my relationship with food. If you notice parts of this is that you can't do this on your own. There may need to be some deeper work done with support. Give yourself the freedom. Invest in yourself to do that. You are worthy. You are brave. And not everyone feels like this is a journey they have the luxury to take. But I promise you, when you lean into this kind of support, you will never want to choose a diet again. And you will learn aspects about yourself that you never knew were there. You will know that you are brave, you are courageous, you are strong, you are powerful. Me to be that person, I would be honoured to help you take you on that journey. And so, my dear ladies, thank you so much for listening to my podcast, where you're learning a key life skill, how to understand yourself, how to make sense of the challenges that you face, and to use clarity and calm to find solutions in ways you may never have thought possible before and getting completely new and exciting results. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Foodie Nutrition. You can also find me on my website, www.foodie.ie. But please, because it's my mission to create a ripple, empowering women across the globe, across our little country in Ireland here, to really reflect on changing their relationship with food so that they can empower others to do the same. Like and share my podcast so they can learn from this experience too. And if you have any question as we carry on on this journey together, please do reach out to me. 